0: DTFF.
1: Once again, here is Drinking and Talking Fantasy Football with your hosts, Dustin Lunt and Jake Trowbridge.
0: Welcome back to DTFF, everyone. Happy Tuesday. The gang is back together finally after what feels like forever where we're both back on the show me my lovely guess who's back
1: back again (laughs) dustin's back uh uh he's a friend dustin's back dustin's back back.
0: sorry that's exhausting (laughs) i know (laughs) because i'm not that exciting let's be honest but yes i'm back uh refreshed after my vacation um Although slightly tired tonight because I had a late night for a school night last night. Uh, Jake, we didn't get to talk about this, but uh, in town was Burt Kreishner uh, at our local comedy club, hmm. which was amazing. It was awesome. He was trying out new stuff for like his new special. Ooh. So he was like trying out like brand new jokes. It was amazing. It was did he so... take his shirt off right away? Of course. Like immediately? Course. Did he I, wait absolutely. even a little no. bit? Okay. Nope. Got up on stage, took it off right away and threw it down yeah just wanted to make sure it was an amazing show so i'm a little sleepy today because it was like i said late for a school night but something like that would never keep me away from fantasy football chat let's put it (laughs) that way so (laughs) good you have your priorities in line that's right and that's nice to see you still have that (laughs) that's right and i know jake you have our priorities always in line because you ran the show solo last week so thank you for doing that and yeah, it don't ever make me show. do that again, by the way. Don't
1: ever inflict that on our listeners again, please. Certainly not on our viewers. Anybody who watched <laughs> the live stream just got a lot of me and a still image of Ross Geller from Friends, and we don't need that to happen ever again.
0: <laughs> but yeah, we're back. We have a fun show tonight. Something different, new topic that we've never done before. We're calling it Two Truths and a Lie. I think it's pretty self-explanatory. Right. So we'll get into that in in a little bit here, but uh, first things first, our our normal house cleaning at the top of the show here. Jake, what are you drinking this evening? I'm doing something a little bit, uh, let's call it the
1: back of the fridge type of beer, because I I need to restock for the wintertime beers, which uh, Mm -hmm. you and I both kind of went through this weekend watching the, (laughs) the Packers game, which we can talk about in a little bit, but I'm currently enjoying a Great Dane Home Run Hazy Mango Session IPA. It's oh. a very good beer, but uh, it's definitely more appropriate for the warmer weather. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, I don't hate having it at any time. It's a, it's a nice palatable 4.6%, so it's an even keeler as
0: well, but it's not too shabby. How about you? Nice. I am drinking. Um, I'm going totally off the rails from what we normally do on the show. And I'm mm-hmm. drinking uh, just some box wine this evening in my Whoa. Super Mario World uh, uh, cup with so me and Mario hanging out drinking box wine. That is <laughs> that is incredible. Uh, I, can you tell us what the brand of boxed wine is? I don't even know. The wife bought it some <laughs> brand. It's not our normal one that we get, so I can't can't even tell you. It's called wine. That's what it says yeah. on the box. It just it's says wine in big letters. Wine. It's the wine box,
1: yeah. box of wine. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, man, I love it. So two-hearted is ale. It's the best IPA there is, no debate. Um, you're right, I cannot debate that because I'm not the biggest IPA fan, so I will take your word Addison. for it there.
1: Actison in the chat, I, I'm not even the biggest IPA fan, but I have my I have my varieties of IPA. It's got to be juicy. It's gotta be hazy. It's gotta be I don't know those. <laughs> that's kind of it. maybe a a dark IPA like a black IPA or something like that. I can get into that otherwise, but I'm sure you're right. I'm sure two-hearted ale is the best like legitimate IPA that's
0: like the West Coast style IPA. yeah, yeah. I it's fine. It's one of my wife's favorite IPAs. When she sees it mm-hmm. out, she wants a beer. She'll get, she'll go for Two Hearted first. So, there you yeah, go. There I don't you think go. you're wrong. And support those Midwestern beers as well, because two bells out of Michigan, so we love them. That's right. That's right. All right. Well, I think we have a we have a lot to get to
1: tonight. I'm going to warn you because I, for the listeners, so what's fun about this for me is that I came up with a lot of these two truths and lies that we're going to be doing here. And so Dustin's completely unsuspecting. So that's what I like. I like to throw him into a situation that he just has no idea about, and then see if he can crawl his way out.
0: So well, I did come up with a few for you as well, Jake. So oh, so now oh, yeah.
1: I'm in unsuspecting territory. My as well my my,
0: here how here the turntables! <laughs>
1: <laughs> but before we do that, do we want to uh, do this uh, from the chat here? I yeah, do want to get absolutely. to Liam's uh, rating question. So wants us to rate his team. 1 through 10. It's a 12-man half PPR team. QBs are Justin Herbert and Deshaun Watson. Running backs are CMC Zeke, Deonta Foreman, Kyron Williams. Wide receivers are Keenan Allen. Oh, the toils and troubles of Keenan Allen. Hollywood, Brown, ugh, DJ Moore, Rondale Moore, Juju Smith-Schuster, and uh, Palmer, Josh Palmer, that is, from the Chargers. And his tight ends are Mark Andrews and Dalton Schultz. Any names jump out to you from this, as good, bad, whatever it might be.
0: Uh, well, I'll start by rating it. I will give it a solid six and a half, seven. I think I'll go seven. Wow. Okay. I, I think you it's, it's a solid. It's a solid team. You got Herbert. You've got Deshaun coming back here in the next couple of weeks, so that only bolsters your uh, QB room. You got CMC, who is amazing doing uh, CMC stuff. Foreman, a decent number two there for you, has been playing well the last few weeks since the aforementioned CMC has been traded to the Niners. Zeke, been a big disappointment this year. Hopefully he can get some of his magic back as the season goes on here, but I'm losing faith. Your wide receiver core is a little shaky. I mean, just a little it's, shaky. It's with all the injuries, you just can't help it. And you got Keenan, Hollywood, Juju, all out. Uh with injuries. Mark Andrews, love that. Dalton Schultz has been a little disappointing, but still serviceable. But you really don't need him because you have Mark Andrews, who is a must right. start every single week. So, He's yeah, I, I, like I said, I'll give it a solid seven. Hopefully, Hollywood comes back. Maybe with Baker back at the helm, DJ uh, does some things, scores more than four touchdowns on the season. I don't know. He's been doing DJ more things all season long.
1: Sure, the typical DJ Moore type of stuff. I want to mm-hmm. say that I give this a tan, a tan, a fucking tan, but I can't do it in my heart of hearts as much as mm-hmm. I, would, I would love to. I would say that this is closer to, yeah, between a five and a six for me right now, for right now. If we are talking a fantasy playoffs type of team, this increases my rating, where you are like an eight. This is supposing that Keenan Allen comes back. John mm-hmm. Watson actually does start for the Cleveland Browns, and something else doesn't happen there. Because Keenan Allen comes back, that's also going to help your Justin Herbert. Exactly. Because right now, he's been performing like kind of a middle-of-the-road fantasy quarterback. And that's why right now, I it, it's tough to rate this much higher. But as you noted, too, with Kyron Williams, that could be pretty huge for him. Uh, Zeke, we're going to talk about just a little bit later, so I don't want to give up too much uh, about him. But I would say overall, I, I'm fine with this, you know, and it might be a team where you're going to have to start making some moves, maybe assessing the waiver wire a little bit. You know, if Christian Watson's hanging out there, if uh, any special tight ends catch. Well, actually, you don't need tight ends. That's like the only thing you don't need. Never mind. Um, but, you know, if, if you can really lean into some of these gems, maybe that are on waivers, I think you mm-hmm. you
0: have a solid team. Yeah, absolutely. I think we're pretty well. Locked in there. Woo. So, Jake, do you want to get into our Drunk Trade of the Week here? You know I do. Drunk 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 Drunk
1: Drunk
0: Drunk 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 Drunk
1: Drunk 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 Trade of the Week. Dustin, I'm excited? I put out a call on Reddit, and my goodness, they did not disappoint. Within 11 minutes of posting on Reddit, there was already like 30 plus responses to this. Nice. Got a lot to.
0: Congrats, give you Reddit. For the rest Good of the for you. Season.
1: They really know how to deliver when it comes to drunk trades. I got to give it to them. So this one comes from Herbal Chaos on Reddit, who says, "Did some day drinking today. That is today, and just traded DeAndre Swift and Curtis Samuel." For James Conner in a non-PPR league. Very, very important there. Says, I'm pretty good at wide receiver and wanted off the swift ride. Boy, do I understand that. I think I won, but Roto thinks I got fleeced. Roto, I'm assuming, whatever, trade calculator, analyzer, Mm -hmm. rankings, website, uh, this is used on. So, what do you think here? You're more of the DeAndre Swift guy, so I'm very curious to see your thoughts.
0: Yeah, I'm going to say... I wouldn't say you got fleeced, but it you definitely lost this one only because I, I get it's a non-PPR to standard, you know, league, which does change things a bit. But I mean, Curtis Samuel has been producing. He's had those big games. Swift, you know, he's been putting up yards and I, I get it's. You know, you don't care about the receptions, but, you know, he's still getting receiving yards. He's still getting rushes. He's still getting touchdowns. Um, And James Conner, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Jake. I don't have any stats pulled up here, but I just don't feel like he's doing much this season. I mean...
1: Well, now, I will I will say, you know, with you being uh, up north and a bit secluded here for this mm-hmm. last weekend's games, you, I know you missed a little bit because you were off the grid. James Conner did have kind of a blow-up game. He was the RB4 this last week. Okay, okay. Uh, now, with Eno Benjamin getting released, I think there's some hope that the backfield is not truly a split backfield, although Keontae Ingram could be the next man up and assume whatever that role was that Eno Benjamin had. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate that. And yeah, with Swift, I was curious on the season, DeAndre Swift still has more non-PPR points per game than James Conner does. You know, I love Curtis Samuel. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm just a big fan of that guy. To be fair, it's a bit more of a PPR love than it is a non-PPR love. But Curtis Samuel's usage is still very interesting in the fact that, you know, he does get rushing attempts. He does not see a lot of touchdowns though. So. His value just isn't as high. I don't think this is a terrible trade. I think I would still lean towards, if I'm being honest, the James Conner side here, though, Dustin. I actually You hate Swift so much. I know I do, (laughs) but when Jamal Williams finally seeds that red zone work, then I will be in on DeAndre Swift from a non-PPR standpoint. But for now, I do kind of like the upside that James Conner has.
0: Okay, fair enough. Like I said, I don't think he got fleeced. I, I mean, I think it's closer than that, but I, I I, lean the other way. Fair. We are split. We're a split decision, and we'll never know really
1: who won, because I. let's be honest, I'm not going to check up on that later in the no. season. <laughs> Me either. Me either. <laughs> but we can check up on something from last week, mm-hmm. uh, and I think this is important. One, actually, I want to go a little bit further back. I want to go back to the week before because you weren't here on the show last week. But And, and I don't know if you watched or even listened, Dustin. I truly don't, uh, to this portion at least. But I gave you your flowers because you called Justin Fields uh, as your start of the week two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Now, since then, he's had two weeks over 40 points. So the week that you called him and this past week. And so based off that, I'm actually going to give you one more. Uh, what? A little, little shot. a little A little guy for this one that's how good that call was so and because you weren't here to see it live i'm going to give you just a little shorty of this mezcal dustin you are an amazing fantasy football prognosticator slash genius for calling out justin fields thank you i appreciate that now
0: now give you your big
1: one because we made a beer bet even though you were
0: again kind of off the grid we put yep, justin you did Jefferson text me you, you texted Day. me and you said, yep, hey, text do you, you still want to do a beer bet? And I was like, sure, lay it on me. And I let you choose because I don't I didn't have a my my I could get texts and I could get phone calls just fine. Everything else was spotty at best. So so I said, hey, just pick one, you know, so I, I let you choose this one. And you said, yes, do you want Justin Jefferson or Stefan Diggs? I thought we'd had some grody bets lately, and I thought, Mm -hmm. let's do like a pristine, high-tier one for once. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I chose Justin Jefferson, which in this instance was the right call again. (laughs) It was, because you chose the wide receiver two
1: on the week. Somehow not the wide receiver one with 35.3 fantasy points. Diggs did well. I mean, he he was Yeah, he was no slouch. No slouch. 24.8 points, but he was no Justin Jefferson this last week. So uh, we were keeping a a pretty firm eye on that game. I mean, we were watching Red Zone, but Red Zone went back to that game quite a lot Mm -hmm. because there was a lot going on. So Dustin, once more, you're an amazing fantasy football prognosticator slash genius. Uh, Thank you. (laughs) I really meant the first one a lot more than the second one. Second one, I just try to breeze through. That's fine. I'll take it however (laughs) I receive it. (gasps) That's what she said. That's what he said. That's what they said. All right. Do we want to get into the the meat and potatoes
0: of this thing? Yeah, let's do it. Two truths and a lie. I think if anybody has played any sort of uh, college drinking game, two truths and a lie, or maybe even with family around the holidays, yeah. You keep it PG, two truths and a lie, uh, although it can get pretty r slash x rated very quickly, depending on the crowd you're with. But I think we've all played a version of this game before in the past. I don't think our version
1: is going to get x rated, Dusted, but I don't I know hope because not. you apparently came up with stuff too. So I can't speak for you, I can only speak for me. Uh, but <laughs> mine is not going to be x rated. Actually, before we do that, I did just see I wanted to call out George in the chat here quick before we get too far into this. I was asking this. Mm-hmm. Justin Fields so you get to speak to this I think first. Mm-hmm. Justin Fields, AJ Brown and Damian Pierce in exchange for CMC and CD Lamb. It's a 1QB league and he already has Burrow. Which side would you take there? Ooh. Trade
0: deadline is two nights. Two nights, yeah. Yes. Um, I I would keep I would keep Fields, A.J. Brown, and Damian Pierce. I I would stick with them. Uh, I mean, Fields is playing lights out, and it doesn't hurt to have a second quarterback. You can maybe play the matchups a little bit better coming down the stretch, especially if the fantasy playoffs are coming around and you're uh, contending. Better, Better options to be able to play some matchups if you have the opportunity. A.J. Brown's doing A.J. Brown things with the exception of this last week, I know he didn't do great, but he's been playing great all season long and Damian Pierce. uh, He's been playing pretty well. How I think a lot of people expected him to play coming into this season. So uh, while I love CMC that, you know, 40 point game that he had a couple weeks ago, I think that was more of an anomaly. Uh, CD lamb looked great this last week again, as well against the Packers, but and I do expect that to continue. Spoiler alert for later for my start of the week. But oh. um, I, I do think I'd stick with the field's A.J. Brown and Pierce side.
1: This is tough because I respect what he's saying about the one quarterback league. And yes, it's never bad to be able to play matchups. But C.D. Lamb, to me, looks like the more consistent wide receiver of the two with Dak Prescott playing. And that's what's been tough is because prior to that, it was a little bit more hit and miss. And I just I just expect him to continue on, whereas A.J. Brown is going to have some games off, kind of. Now, maybe with Dallas Goddard being out, because he's been sidelined with a shoulder injury for at least a few weeks, maybe that gives him that more consistency. That's my only hesitation here. Um, but I actually do think the gap between Damian Pierce and CMC is not, like, as crazy as we would have thought, obviously, at the beginning of the season. No. You know, so... I, um, boy, man, this is really, really tough. I, I want to go with fields, but my heart is saying I'm going to take CMC and Lamb, free up one extra roster spot that hopefully you can use to pick up some. Again, I hate to keep calling this guy out, Christian Watson. I know he had one game and we're such Packers homers. But like, there might be a couple of waiver fines here for you. And what, Eno Benjamin was just picked up by the Texans. What if he cuts into Damian Pierce a little bit in, let's say, the gold line work? Now you're you're struggling. I would actually go CMC and Lamb here. So we are unfortunately split, George. So this is going to be in your heart of hearts. Oh, he's asking, what if I swapped to Burrow for the trade instead of Fields? Would that change your mind, Dustin, if he traded away... Uh, Burrow, Brown, and Pierce.
0: I wouldn't trade away Burrow. At, I mean, Burrow would be off the table for me. I mean, he's... Really? I just... Really? I mean, we have a, a larger... A, a bigger book of, of... A bigger sample size. Thank you. God, my brain. A uh, bigger sample size uh, for Joe Burrow. And I know they don't have Chase, but he's still got two great wide receivers. Um... What's his nuts at tight end Hayden Hurst. (laughs) Uh, That's not what's on his jersey,
1: Dustin. (laughs) I'm positive of it.
0: It could be. You don't know.
1: (laughs) I've seen it. Uh,
0: You know, that offense is very high powered. And a lot of what Fields has been doing the last couple weeks has been with his legs. And I don't know if that's sustainable for the rest of the season. I I just, I don't. I mean, I I like that Burrow gets more of those passing yards and passing touchdowns where the rushing yards and touchdowns, it's a little bit more fluky, I feel like. So uh, that's why I would definitely stay Burrow over Lamb or I mean, over uh, Fields.
1: Man, I I just, I would not call Fields' rushing production fluky because it feels a lot like the best of rushing quarterbacks and what they've done. Like Lamar Jackson, that's not fluky. You know, rushing production. And I feel the same way with Fields. And Fields does have a pretty good schedule coming up. Um, for me, honestly, I'm taking the CMC and Lamb side in either scenario. So, George, that's up to you. And again, it's only because it's one quarterback league. Mm-hmm. And I get what you're saying, still, Dustin, but I would still be like, well, maybe I can find a suitable quarterback too for streaming purposes if I have to play a matchup. But I would still be okay um, getting the CMC and Lamb side in either scenario here
0: okay so hopefully that i mean i don't george. hate it it's it's not like i'm just like oh no that's totally out. like like it's i think it's a fair deal overall it's just my preference would be to to keep those players rather than trade them away that is fair and that's why fantasy football is great so yeah george <laughs> basically if you feel like cmc and lamb is an up, is upgrading those two positions for you long term the rest of this season then pull the trigger and do it
1: Yeah, and then find somebody out on waivers for your quarterback, Mm -hmm. too. Matt Ryan apparently is back and maybe serviceable for certain weeks. So, you know, that's the type of thing that you can do if you need to for a second quarterback. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Ready for this thing? Yeah, hit me with your first first one.
1: I love it because I'm going to transition right out of this question that George had right into something that completely, completely encapsulates it. (laughs) So are you ready? So again for the listener for the watcher, it's a pretty simple concept. I'm going to say two things that are correct and one thing that is incorrect. Hence, two truths and a lie. Wouldn't you know it. They're all going to be fantasy football and football related. So that's that's nice. <laughs> so this first one is <laughs> we're going to talk about some quarterbacks here. We're going to talk about some rushing quarterbacks here. So Dustin, here's here's the three statements for you to pick the lie from. Justin Fields is in the top 10 of all players for total rushing yards on the season. Lamar Jackson is in the top 15 for total rushing yards of all players on the season. Jalen Hurts is in the top 25 for total rushing yards all players on the season. Which of those is the lie here?
0: I am going to say that it is Lamar. I put that in there,
1: especially because I thought it was going to route your head around. Unfortunately, Jalen Hurts is the incorrect one. Really? Jalen Hurts, and this is what's crazy. Hurts is ranked 39th overall. In total wow. rushing, which I mean, that's still fine. He is a quarterback, but doesn't it feel like he's so much mm-hmm. higher than that? Like, it does. It, and I think it speaks to him just improving so much as a passer this year, where not all of his fantasy points have come. Right, right. Team. And so that's great. But yeah, it definitely felt like he should at least crack the top 25. And honestly, I thought about making that even top 20 just to make it a little bit trickier. And I was like, <laughs> Not going to do it. But here's what's interesting about Fields. So 111 of his fantasy points have come just from the rushing production. That's what we're mm-hmm. talking about in that trade. Of Is it sustainable? Is it not sustainable? I don't know. But he's sixth overall in rushing yards. 749 rushing yards. It's bonkers. So far on the year. And Hertz, meanwhile, has half of that with 354 yards. But he has seven rushing touchdowns. And I think that's also important to highlight. You know, he's still getting it done that way, too. So maybe it was a bit disingenuous the way that I framed that. But yeah, Lamar Jackson is inside the top 15. He's 13th overall. 635 rushing yards. Any other year, we'd be, again, going gaga over mm-hmm. him and how amazing that is. It's just Justin Fields has really taken over.
0: Yep. Yep. So I've got a quarterback one for you here. And, and and it is Mr. Justin Fields as well. Oh, my God. All right. So, so this is an all Justin Fields <laughs> truth and a lie. OK. OK. So Justin Fields is in the top five in sacks per game. Fumbles per game and interception rate or interceptions per game. Ooh, which of those is the lie? Ooh, wait, sorry. Sacks, interceptions, and what? Sacks, interceptions, and fumbles. I I
1: actually feel like, again, talking about his improvement as a passer, I want to say that it's not interceptions. I think early on in the season, there were some pretty glaring ones, but I think that's really staved off. I'm going to say that he is... Leading in the sacks and fumbles, but is not in the interceptions.
0: That's the lie. You are correct, sir. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So Justin Fields, right now, um, he is in interceptions per game. Mm-hmm. He's in, the, he is, um, how far down? I hope pretty far he down. Is too-
1: I want to he, believe that he's been. He's so he's much
0: averaging point seven. He's in like the top twenty. Like he's pretty far down there. Okay. Um, believe it or not, uh, sacks per game he is fourth overall, averaging three point mm. six per game, Damn. and fumbles. Uh, he's fourth overall, averaging one point two per game. Wow. Yeah. If they can, and I think recently we've seen them start
1: to figure this part out because they're not making him a pocket passer now, and I'm right. I
0: haven't looked at those stats,
1: but I'm guessing a lot of those are much earlier on.
0: Yes, I did full season stats as opposed to like the last like four weeks or something. I I took the that's fair season in its entirety so far. But damn, no, that that makes me feel good for him because
1: again, it's it's not like poor decision making. I tweeted this a couple of days ago. It's like, what if you merge Cam Newton and Kyler Murray, but then you took away their poor decision making? That's kind of what we have in Justin Fields right now, which is great. So as Mm -hmm. long as the coaching staff can support that, then we should be all good. Um, Before I move on to my next segment, I did want to bring up Legacy in the Mm -hmm. chat here. Uh, It's always a Q&A, Legacy, so never apologize for asking questions. That's right. Would you trade away Jamar Chase and Alvin Kamara for CMC and T. Higgins? So another CMC question here, Dustin. I'll throw you out right, right away for me. We've got Chase dealing with uh who knows how many games he's going to be out for it seemed like he was gonna be out uh until their buy and then coming back now it seems like nope after the buy he's still gonna be out for at least a little bit of time I'm gonna go with CMC and Higgins here
0: Yeah, same especially if this is redraft uh uh Dynasty would be well it might not be the might be the same answer for Dynasty as well yeah. uh but because uh, we're both big uh, Higgins fans on this podcast. But yeah, I agree with you, Jake. Yeah, just health purposes, CMC and Higgins. I'm right there with you.
1: Kamara, for whatever reason, just has not always been involved in their games. And we've seen him be completely mm-hmm. phased out like this last week. He just, for whatever reason, he's phased out. And it doesn't matter who the quarterback necessarily is. CMC at his worst, which was this last week and everybody freaked out. He was still RB13. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, it's yeah. timeshare, Uh That's a, a safest floor as you can get. So yeah, I'd go with that as well. All right. My next group here. I don't want to hammer on the quarterbacks too much, but I'm going to throw in one more because we talked about a lot of the, the new guard in our last couple of questions. I want to mm-hmm. talk about the old guard for a second. Here's my uh, statements. Aaron Rodgers... Has thrown for three hundred plus passing yards in a game this year. Tom Brady a has game? Thr- a game in a game this year. Okay. Okay. Tom Brady has thrown for more than two touchdowns in a game this year. Matt Ryan has done both in the same game this year. So Aaron Rodgers three hundred plus passing yards. Tom Brady two plus touchdowns. Matt Ryan both in one game on the season.
0: I am going to say Aaron Rodgers is the lie.
1: You are correct, sir. Yes. He is the fucking lie. (laughs) He is the fucking lie. He's, you know, I I honestly thought like the Matt Ryan one would maybe trip you up a little
0: bit. But Matt Ryan, he had had like some like early on. He had a couple of like decent games where like they were scoring points. So and then the wheels kind of fell off.
1: And, and I know Tom Brady. Had... He has
0: quite. A... Tom Brady is like. I think he's leading the league in passing touchdowns right now. Ooh, I believe I don't know if that's true. Is that or he's true? Or, or he's close to the top. He's like right there. I think um, he might be close. Yeah. So I, I figured he'd have multiple touchdown games. That one was pretty easy to well, eliminate. Old a- Aaron has only had two games over 250 yards. on the It season. sounds about right. Hasn't I've hit witnessed. Every single game this season, and uh yeah, that, that's about right. I shouldn't have coddled you in with a Packers quarterback. <laughs> I just wanted to talk about these
1: old guys, and real quick, uh, by the way, Matt Ryan hit 300 yards three different games, most of wow. any of uh, those quarterbacks. And he had three touchdowns and 300 against Jacksonville in Week 6, which is great, and now he's back. So that's what I want to talk about, just real quick, get your opinion. So it seems like with Jeff Saturday coming in to take back over the Colts, he's reverting to, we're winning this thing. Like, he's not messing around. He might only have the next seven games or whatever it is as the coach, but right. he's just going to go out and do what he can to win. Who of these three would you actually feel most comfortable with as your fantasy quarterback for the rest of the year
0: then? Rodgers, Brady, or Ryan? Uh, ugh, give me Brady. Um. Mm. Uh, He's got the better wide receiver. It's just a better offense all around. He's got, you know, Godwin, Evans, Julio actually showed up this last week, scored a touchdown. He's got a good running game uh, behind him. Granted, the offensive line is a little suspect, but they seem to hold up pretty well this last week. Uh, The Packers, I don't want anything to do with their offense at all. I I just don't trust it at all. Uh, Any piece of it. And then Indianapolis. And you got a good run game. It, their offensive line has been subpar this year as well. Uh, but the wide receivers aren't nearly as, as good as what Tom has down there in Tampa. So that's why I, I would say Tom, rest of season. That's fair.
1: And, and I think that Tom got a lot of shit for early in the season. And like, hopefully so. It's hard to yes. you know, say he didn't deserve it. But off the field stuff should never come into the on the field judgment of, especially for, for just fantasy purposes there. And like, you got to believe that that was playing a major part early in the season yeah, of how absolutely. he wasn't producing. And so maybe there's broader days ahead. I still do love Matt Ryan, uh, just as the guy, but I think this could be a situation where your first game with a new head coach, and it's such a weird situation, mm-hmm. players are always going to play like maxed out. Yeah. Their new head coach. It's tough to sustain that, and so I don't know. I think Jonathan Taylor will, if healthy, have a better chance of sustaining that than Matt Ryan.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree 100%. All right, you hit me, me with hit your you next, with- next shot. Fire away. All right, so we're going to move over to the wide receivers. Right. And this one is a Mr. Tyree kill. So he leads all wide receivers in receptions, yards, and touchdowns. Which is the lie? Receptions, yards, and touchdowns.
1: Man, it could so easily be all three of them. That's why this is a great question. I would say it almost has to be receptions. No, his targets are just insane. I think touchdowns is the lie. <laughs> I think that there are other players out there who have more red zone opportunities. So I'm going to say touchdowns is the lie for Tyreek. Uh, yeah, I'm going to, st- I will stick with it. I'll stick with it.
0: Are, are you sure? Final answer? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes, you are say. correct. You are correct.
1: Mm. Who yes. leads, by the way? Who is do you know have that? Who is the actual leader? Because
0: I'm curious. In now. touchdowns, receiving yeah. touchdowns, um, and this is just wide receivers is Devontae Adams with eight on the season.
1: Tyreek doesn't
0: feel real. Fuck. Ty Tyreek has four. Wow. Receiving touchdowns.
1: And he's absolutely destroying. In fancy, even without the touchdowns, that's
0: yeah. Oh yeah, he's he's leading the league in receptions with 81. Uh, Cooper Cup is next with 75, and then yards, he's just killing everybody. He's got 1148. Uh, Justin Jefferson is the next closest with 1060. So I mean, he's just killing it this season. And all those thoughts about oh, he's you know leading Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid's offense, and it's it's going to be a downgrade for him. No, no. No, no.
1: I'd like to it's take a-, a moment to personally apologize to Tyreek Hill for even yeah, suggesting same. that he could fall outside the top 10, which is same exactly <laughs> what I did coming into this. I was like, eh, him and Jalen Waddle, it's a coin flip, which I guess that part is not as crazy, but it's just Tyreek has just been so damn good, and it's who is supporting two of those receivers, I didn't see coming at
0: all. But do you want to hear something crazy? Always. Jalen Waddle is fourth overall in yards on the season. Um so looks crazy. like he's probably about uh top ten top eleven in receptions for the season. Oh my God. And he's top five for touchdowns.
1: Man. I, I kept yeah. saying like I'll take that the cheaper of is... the two
0: options, you know?
1: And I thought maybe two would be better because he's the short yardage guy and that's what two is gonna do. And it didn't matter. It doesn't matter. Nope. They're both Incredible. Yeah. Uh, Tua is right up there with them. So that's right. That's, that's, that's a right. great call out. All right. I, I want to keep uh you'd mentioned Devontae Adams. Let's keep it with the wide receivers for a second. Here's my new new chunk of <laughs> Two Truths and a Lie. Devontae Adams has more targets than all other teammate wide receivers combined. Cooper Cup has more targets than all other teammate wide receivers combined. No player on Tennessee has more than 50 targets, which is the lie. All right. Go so we are. Target centric.
0: Right. So we're, we're just completed week 10, correct? That's right. As correct. And you said 50
1: targets? 50 targets for Tennessee, correct. And that is no player, by the way. I want to say. Right, Overall, right, 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 I didn't right. limit that to wide
0: receiver. Yep, yep. Um. Huh?
1: huh? This is this is really getting you in your bones, huh?
0: I'm gonna I can say feel the, your soul
1: leaving your body.
0: Right I'm now. I'm gonna say uh, the lie is Devontae Adams. Not that that is incorrect, (laughs) unfortunately.
1: I should have used that drop. Damn it, I (laughs) thought that that would maybe. Oh, honestly, all three of them seem kind of crazy, right? They the lie is actually Cooper Cup.
0: Really, that's the one I mean, it's
1: close, it's close, man. He has 98 himself, all the other wide receivers have 110, so it's not that far
0: off. Devontae Adams was the one I was most, most confident on was the Cooper Cup one.
1: Really? I mean it feels yeah. that way because it's just like who else are they throwing to? We right, know Alan exactly. Robinson hasn't been great, but he does he has cracked 50 targets. Ben Skoranek is apparently a thing uh you know with with 39 targets. DeVonte <laughs> though, it's really interesting. So he has 99, which is incredible. All of the others have 90. Here's a fun factoid or a depressing factoid about the Raiders though. Only four wide receivers on that team have caught even a pass this year. Even one. There's nobody further down the depth chart. And now we're talking about Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro being uh, injured and out. I don't know who else they're going to throw to. Devontae Adams is just going to his target share. Uh, Yeah, Mac is is definitely getting some. And we saw that this past weekend too, but I just think that's very interesting. Uh, Yeah, by the way, Tennessee, Robert Woods leads the team 43. Next best of all players, Austin Hooper, 25. Oof. It's
0: grim. It's grim. Oof. Yep. That I is... Like ugh, I don't like that at all. All right, I have <laughs> one more here. I only did three, so I've That's got fair. one last one for you. All right, let's now, see. now, this one is for our hometown Packers here. All right. And is with Mr. Aaron Jones. I better know this one. Okay. He is... In the top five, in rush attempts, broken tackles, and yards after contact. In watching this
1: game, in watching these games, there have been ones where they've decided to feed him and A.J. Dillon to some extent, and it's almost always in the ones where we're screaming, why are you doing that, as opposed to the opposite direction, where it's like, why aren't you? So I'm going to say the lie is the attempts. The other two are correct. You are correct, sir. Mm. I know this team, and I hate this team, and <laughs> it has fueled me. <laughs> well, so he actually did look great this last week, right? And he, for fantasy too, EJ mm-hmm. Dylan still did not, unfortunately. But do you trust Aaron Jones for the rest of the way? No,
0: Can as you... I said, as I said earlier, when we were talking about Rodgers and and that, I just I don't trust anything on this offense right now. I just on a week to week basis I just can't get on board with any of these fantasy assets cuz I just don't know how they're going to show up are they going to be competitive one week like this last week they were actually competitive or is it going to be like the week before with the lions where they're totally uncompetitive in a game they should have probably won but did absolutely nothing like I just I don't trust this offense whatsoever uncompetitive and
1: still not feeding their their target receiver who right like their targeted running back who should be absorbing all those and should still be used as a wide receiver and a pass catching asset. Right. And it's still not gonna have so I get that fear. I, I yeah,
0: I just unless things change here in the next couple weeks where we see some consistency out of the offense as a whole, yeah. I just can't like I said, I can't get on board with any fantasy asset on this team. Maybe as a flex or because we're in the bye week hells here. Yeah, yeah. maybe but i just otherwise um, i i got to stay away God, it and it pains me pains me
1: i get it yeah he's a he's a mid-range i don't know i think he's a mid-range rb2 for me so like i'll i'll start i'll start him cuz you got to start a guy like that it's just right. you're not going to be feeling confident yeah you can't have high expectations Oh, my best ball teams hate me. I drafted so much Aaron Jones. <laughs> All right, I have just a couple more, and then we can close out here with our uh, our starts of the week. Um, but before we get to that, I have a fun one. I feel bad. You you did a nice, easy thing of centering it around one player. I didn't do that. Well, I was lazy <laughs> about it. So <laughs> trickier. here's one that I think is fun. Josh Allen has never finished outside the top 12 in a week. Travis Kelsey has never finished outside the top 12 in a week. Ezekiel Elliott has never finished inside the top 12 in a week. Which of those is the lie?
0: Hmm. What do you think? Uh, I'm going to go with
1: Kelsey. Kelsey. You are correct. I, You know, I had to just throw that one in there to justify all of my terrible takes <laughs> this offseason about not drafting him early. He had one. He had literally oh, I one thought, in week two, and he was tight end 13.
0: I thought maybe you, you threw that in, one in there just because of how much I was banging the drum for Zeke this offseason.
1: Well, I had to throw that little <laughs> bit of a stab in there. But to be fair... And this is a good question, though, for the rest of the season. So Zeke has finished inside the top 12 twice. And it was the last two games that he actually played in week 6, mm-hmm. six and 7. He was already 12 both times in full PPR. I mean, do you act, when he comes back, if he is fully healthy, do you think we could expect something close to that at least?
0: I do, especially with Dak back now. And I know yeah. Pollard has looked great. Like, don't get me wrong, I'm not, I'm not a Pollard hater on this show. Uh, but you've you've heard what Jerry Jones has said about Zeke. They they owe him all this money. They're gonna use him like like he is still their guy, and he's still like you said, he's been in the top twelve a couple times. And I know that's not. How they play their game is like, oh, is he a top twelve running back for fantasy? Like, you know, it's it's we're we're looking real football here. So I think they will play him, and he will get the bulk of the carries. Although, with seeing how Pollard has done, you would think they would probably be sprinkling him in a little bit more, just maybe to give Zeke a little bit of a rest to try to save him for, you know, the the push down here towards the end of the season and into the playoffs. But you never know. You 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 never know. They could
1: say we don't want to use Pollard more than Zeke while still using Pollard a fair more amount than he was used. You right. Know? Call it a 51 to 49 split. Whatever helps you sleep at night, Jerry. I don't yep. care. Uh, but get your best guy out there when you can. <laughs> All right. One more to wrap this thing up. All right. Uh, and then we can we can move on. Over the last five games. Five bring games. it a little bit more recently. This is a callback. We're gonna have another Justin Field sighting. Of the last five games, Joe Mixon is the RB1 in points per game. Full PPR. Justin Fields is quarterback one in points per game. Tyreek Hill is wide receiver one in points per game. Of the last five, what's the lie? Tyreek Hill? You are correct. Well done. And he is technically, by the way, this was just such a shitty question. He was wide receiver two.
0: (laughs) I was going to say, he's got to be right there.
1: (laughs) Can you guess who wide receiver one is over that stretch in points per game? Uh, Big am to say Justin Jefferson. It's a great guess. He is wide receiver four over that time. Jamar Chase is wide receiver one. He's only played two games. But he is averaging nine more per game than Tyreek in those couple. Now he's injured. He's out. He hasn't been playing at all. When he comes back, we talked about this in the trade previously with Chase. And I. And it's when he comes back. I don't know when that is. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't seem like it's this week. When he comes back, is that what we're talking about? Is he a top five guy the rest of the way? If and when Absolutely. he
0: comes back? Absolutely. I think so. Easy peasy? Yeah. Assuming he comes back with full health. Yeah, I wouldn't see why he wouldn't be.
1: I I saw my doubts. I saw my doubts about him as that, not as right. like a very consistently usable fantasy wide receiver. That's a yes. He's in your lineup, obviously, every week, and that's never been debatable. I just worry. I I think we, we hit those two nice ceiling games back to back, one especially. One was like a crazy, mm-hmm. Yeah. like we huge. saw last year. It's like a 45-point game or something.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know. It's
0: interesting. Okay. All right, well, that was Two Truths and a Lie, though. That was a lot of fun. That I was like fun. That. We'll have to bring that one back uh, at some yeah. point, because this, this was a fun one to do. Fuck yeah. Look at us. Yeah. We're... All right. <laughs> so, um, Jake, do you want to uh, go over your start of the week from last week, since um, I did not have one?
1: I will, and it makes me very, very sad. Uh, my star of the week last week was Chris Olave going against the Pittsburgh Steelers who had been giving up an insane amount of fantasy points to opposing receivers. Chris Olave still managed just seven total points. Ooh. Wide receiver, 60. Ooh. Not That's a zero on the end of that thing. That is wide receiver, <laughs> 60 on the week. It was a terrible showing uh, for him more so than the Pittsburgh Steelers overall. Najee Harris did surprisingly well. Uh, But it was not a game where, um, you know, where Pittsburgh should have been able to do that, like allow Mm -hmm. Najee to be in the game because it should have been so much the Saints. And it wasn't. So uh, it's a bummer, but I'm coming back this week and damn it, I'm coming back strong. And who are you coming back with this week, Jake? Jake? I probably shouldn't have said strong when I'm talking about Russell Wilson. Uh Russell Wilson, I, I just want to give everybody out there some assurance that, like, if you have him, this is the week that you should be playing him. And you can't say that a lot of weeks, and I get it, but he's playing the <laughs> Las Vegas Raiders this week. The Raiders are allowing the second most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. And maybe just as importantly, now that Jerry Judy is out with an injury, they are allowing the second most fantasy points, excuse me, third most fantasy points to opposing tight ends. This should be a Russell Wilson, Greg Dulcich super outing together. Uh, almost made Dulcich my start here, but I want to give the assurance to Russell. I think that connection is going to be very, very strong. We'll see if if the Raiders, I guess, can keep up, so to speak. But uh, I, I think this is one you have to roll him out if you're keeping him at all.
0: It is a bold call, Jake. Um, I know it is. I don't love it. But I love the it's gusto. I, I fucking love that gusto, man. That is great. stuff. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so as I alluded to earlier, I am taking CD Lamb this week going against the NFC North division leaders of the Minnesota Vikings. And it just hurts my soul to say that. I'm not going to lie. What a bold call, though, Justin.
1: C.D. Uh, Lamb, the guy who destroyed everybody last week.
0: Yeah, and the Packers have a much better secondary than what the Vikings do. The Vikings are, in the last four weeks, the Vikings are 32nd in the league in pass defense, giving up the most yards to wide receivers in the league. So... That's why I'm sticking on the CD train. He's going to blow up again this week and have a huge week for your fantasy squads.
1: All I want to hear from you, all I want to hear is that CD Lamb is going to smash his points per game, which is 17.2 points per game in full PPR. Will you be so bold as to say he will be a top two wide receiver? I always want to give you an out of weird shit happens week to week. I don't want to say the number one guy, but top two guy in this top week. two yeah
0: oh i don't know if i could say top two can you at least say top three at least get to top three no you gotta come on this
1: guy you saw what he did last week and again we're talking about i a know secondary he was the wide receiver one last week and now he's but, going against the
0: worst secondary. Fine, top three. I'll say top three. How all right.
1: That? All right. God, like pulling teeth. Jesus damn Christ, Jake. Start. God. Gotta instill some confidence here. I mean, I'm, I'm going with Russell fucking Wilson. You gotta at least meet me halfway. You know? With the talent. <laughs> I, Maybe you need to eat some more danger witches before you come on the podcast. Then you'd feel more assured of yourself. Danger Witches. Yeah, you'd have a little bit more spice. That that Russell Witch from Subway. Whatever the hell that is. If anybody listening uh, has ever eaten a, a Russell Danger Witch from Subway, please let us know. <laughs> Write us in. I don't know. Follow us. Write us on Twitter. Send us an email. Just come visit us at our house. I have a lot of questions for you if you've actually done that, by the way. <sighs> mm-hmm.
0: All right. And Okay. So, beer bet for this week, Jacob? Now, the, now, this is, I
1: chose the matchup last week. So, it's up to yeah. you to choose the matchup. But, yeah, I'm, I'm into it. I'm excited because God knows I need some redemption. It's been two bad weeks. Two bad, right. bad, bad weeks.
0: So, this one. okay. It's not a sexy one. I'm not going to lie. It's That's not going to be fun. I don't
1: but like, it, it is, it is like a that?
0: very, it is in a very tough matchup. Against teams that are uh, fighting for position in their division in the AFC East. We're going with the Jets and Patriot game. Oh, I hate you already. I'm going to say Garrett Wilson versus Jacoby Myers for total yards. Just yards.
1: What the? I, I hate every part. I hated the lead up to it. I hated the ending of it. There is not a part of this movie that I enjoyed. Is do we even know? <laughs> Jesus, do we even know Garrett Wilson's injury status right now? Is there anything? Was he still injured? Him? Was he still because uh, he wasn't playing this last week? But I don't know if he's out. Hold on, I'll I'll look it up. I'll look it up.
0: Um, it says, I, just, I don't uh, love going Garrett, against an injury here. It type. is on uh, from fantasy data. Garrett Wilson has another solid game in Week Nine. Yeah, that was two weeks ago. That wasn't week 10. Mm-hmm. Week 10 was the injury one. I, I need to know if he's hurt, like,
1: right now, because
0: that's going to make my decision pretty easily. Well, obviously. I mean, come on. If he's injured, to will find something else. But I don't want a yeah. bet that
1: can be nullified by an injury. Hold on. No. I'll, I... I'll, I'll see if, if, Garrett, if Twitter comes up with anything for him. I just I want to feel confident in my selection, Dustin, is there another position in that game that you'd feel comfortable betting on? No. <laughs> you don't, you mean you don't want the ultimate Mac Jones versus Zach Wilson quarterback showdown? <laughs> 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 oh my fucking God. I mean, I'll do, I'll do the bet. I'll, I'm fine with it. I'll do the bet. It's just, it's not going to feel good for you. <laughs> probably when Garrett Wilson doesn't actually end up playing. That's so all I'm saying. Whatever. That doesn't help. <laughs> I, for, whatever, for whatever it's worth, I can't actually find a concrete explanation about Garrett Wilson and if he is truly dealing with anything. I just know that he had been dealing with some injuries and he was sidelined, especially uh, in that Week 9 matchup. But I'll, I'll go for it. If you just want to do a yards thing, I can do a yards thing with those two. Yeah. I want to do right. a yards thing. Jacoby Myers. Done and done. Okay. Put it on the show sheet. All right. But if Gary Wilson has any injury risk, you absorb the risk with this bet. You just have to All take right. it and deal with it.
0: And that's it. This is yards. Yeah, and Jake. Takes my carols.
1: Did, did Garrett Wilson not play like because of injury, or was it because the Jets were on by?
0: It could be because they were on by. I, I don't, know. don't
1: know. I should have never done the two shots of Mezcal to start the episode. I think is uh,
0: well, they were not on by according to the show sheet from last week. All right. you had okay. Well, uh, I, I, I wouldn't believe that. I
1: wouldn't believe that one bit. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't update that for shit, so uh, could be either or um but before we before we head out, if you're locking that in, I do want to get to Dylan here. okay, they and, were on uh,
0: by last week
1: all right,
0: okay. Good. so so there you go. See he so, even had a week to oh, uh, cool. to um um get healthy, same with the maybe. Patriots. Maybe. Uh, I'll still take Jacoby Myers with that. And and
1: that's only because of the perceived injury risk that I have. Okay, Dylan in the chat is asking, I'm 7-3. and three. Kudos to you, by the way. Just lost Cooper Cup. Non-kudos oh. to you for that. My wide receivers are Jamar Chase, who we've been talking about with his injury mm-hmm. throughout the episode. Hollywood Brown with the injury and being out for the year. And DK Metcalf. That's great. Should I trade Saquon Barkley? and Chase for Jefferson and Kamara. Dustin, Ooh. this is a very easy answer for me. Do you have uh, one locked in?
0: I, I want to hear your answer since you think this is so easy.
1: I'm easily, with that wide receiver group and that depth, I want Jefferson and I want Camara. I understand that Saquon Barkley is an absolute beast right now. Uh, I, there's no disputing that. I will take Camara's boom games and the consistency of Justin Jefferson as opposed to what could be a good return for Chase or could be an extended absence still after the bye.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a tough one. Hmm.
1: And Mm. I guess 7-3 and is an important part of it. It is. You're not fighting
0: for a playoff spot. Right. So
1: maybe you can endure the Chase absence if he is gone this week. I
0: guess, um, Dylan, if you're still in the chat here, um, who else do you have for running backs? If you could tell us, I'm just curious what your running back stable looks like. I mean, because the trade Barkley is a big piece because he is performing so well right now and pretty damn consistently. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you, if you got a couple other, you know, decent running backs or, uh, you know, something that you can piecemeal together week to week, a few, you know, um, so he's got Derek Henry, Cordell Patterson, and Najee. You've
1: got Henry.
0: You gotta feel yeah.
1: obviously anchored at the yes. position. I know Najee had a boom game this last week. I'm not expecting that going forward, by the way. Um and Cordero Patterson, I mean, we saw that he can get mm-hmm. written out of game scripts because nobody's safe in Atlanta. Not a soul. <laughs> so does that help you at all there, Dustin, and in, in kind of leaning towards the decision?
0: Yeah, I uh, think yeah. I think I would do uh I would I would Side with you and say Jefferson and Kamara. um, Get those consistent points out of Jefferson because your wide receivers are banged up right now with losing Cup. Chase, you know, out for who knows how long. Like you said, Hollywood's out for a couple more weeks at a minimum. And DK, he's, you know, he's been doing well this season, better than we all expected. But uh, to get that consistency with Jefferson, and like you said, the uh, boom weeks from Kamara. Yeah, I think that is the better move in this situation.
1: And to be fair, Dylan, really honing in on the seven and three part of this, it makes the decision a little bit tougher for me, um, just just a little bit. But it is always easier, I believe, to piecemeal together running backs week mm-hmm. to week with wide receivers. So finding a substitute, no, they're probably not going to have the Barkley actual production. You can mitigate that a little bit easier on waivers with running backs or, uh, you know, whatever you got to do
0: there. Yeah, but with sure, with with, with, with yeah. Patterson, Naje, and Kamara with Derrick Henry as your anchor. I mean, you're, you're sitting pretty damn good there.
1: Yeah. And I just don't know what wide receivers you can really get at this stage Mm -hmm. in the game to make up for that. Yeah. It's great to have DK, uh, but even he's pretty boomer bust. Um, George back in the chat uh, update the guy. uh, So this is a, a re revisiting of an earlier trade offer that Georgia brought up, but has been offered AJ Brown and Justin Fields just by themselves to get C.D. Lamb and Kyler Murray. I really want to know your answer on this because we were on split sides of this initial one, which, by mm-hmm. the way, just for listeners, I want to go back and revisit. Could have been Justin Fields, A.J. Brown, and Damian Pierce for CMC and C.D. Lamb. So this is quite the change-up. Uh, we're doing a live on air sort of rebuttal uh, back and forth, which I love. Dustin, do you have a strong stance on this one?
0: Um I think I will Oof. I think I'm s- going to stay with the CD and Kyler side. Uh Although yeah, it's, it's it's not it's not it's not easy to say that. I mean it, yeah. this is it's it's a it's a fairly even trade I feel like. Um Kyler Murray but, yeah, lost that's...
1: Zach Ertz just recently. Mm-hmm. He's going to be out for the year, so there's a little bit of the safety blanket thing. Um, DeAndre Hopkins, I mean, still very good at football, we can both agree. Mm-hmm. Rondale Moore has shown up when needed. But for me, it's CD's consistency over AJ Brown. Still gives me just the edge in this one. And knowing that, again, George already has um uh sorry, Joe Burrow. Yep. As his kind of second guy. Like you can mitigate the matchups with Kyler Murray and Justin uh sorry and Joe Burrow. God damn it, that is on top of me, Dustin. Uh but you can <laughs> mitigate there with Murray and Burrow, I think, pretty well. So I would take the you know consistency edge with CD over mm-hmm. AJ Brown,
0: personally. Yep. All right, Jake, should we do one more question from the chat before we get out of here? Let's do it. Because so we got one more. Order these RBs in order for PPR the rest of the season. Aaron Jones, Damian Pierce, Travis Etienne, Nick Chubb, and James Conner. Wow. So full
1: PPR, running backs, rest of the season sort of rank. How would senior. you rank them? Yep. Uh, I, I have a clear number one and then a pretty, pretty clear number two. Travis Etienne has been what we were hoping that he would be. Yep, He's I'm right there with that you. way. So Travis yep. Etienne is my number one, especially it's in full our PPR. our
0: consensus number one here. And
1: obviously, in uh, in half PPR, it's the same. Um, in mm-hmm. standard, the only one that would get the edit is, is Nick Chubb, and Nick Chubb right. is my number two in full PPR still. Yep, it's just, same. You, you right know what it you. is. You're right. You're not yep. going to get a ton of catches, and it doesn't seem to matter for him right now. That's right. And maybe the upgrade at Deshaun Watson only furthers that mm-hmm. potentially. This is where it gets dicers the rest of these three for me. Uh, Aaron Jones, as we talked about earlier, it's an up and down thing. It's what kind of dumb matchup player the Packers going to do and how much are they going to trust him to be a part of it? We don't know. We don't know. We should at week 11. We should know that by now. And we don't. So between him and Damian Pierce is where I'm getting hung up right now. Uh, I know I mentioned James Conner and his hopeful uptick there with Eno Benjamin dropped. I think I actually want to say Pierce is my number three, Jones is my number four, and Conner is my number five, as much as that hurts.
0: Yeah, I don't hate it. Um, I was kind of in between um, kind of the same logic as you with Pierce and Jones. It's like, Pierce has been getting the volume, and you know what? That, that's I'm going to go with that right now over Aaron Jones. Yeah, he can have probably he's probably got the higher ceiling, uh, just yes. with the receiving game, sure. but he's got a much lower floor as well this season. And yeah, yeah on, on, he just I, disappears. Yeah, it. So, so I think we are uh lockstep on this one with our rankings here, Jake.
1: Fair, and, and I guess. Aaron, I don't know. I'm going to flip-flop about that. I'm going to think about this for the rest of the night, Tanner, by the way, because you (laughs) posed this question. I'm going to flip-flop in between Aaron Jones and Damian Pierce for the rest of the damn night. Because Aaron Jones, in the last four weeks, I just happened to check, has actually been an RB1 in three of those four games. But there's still the specter of early on in the season, of mismanagement Mm of him. So I don't consider them my 3A and 3B. And, and James Conner remains my five. Yep. All right. One more, Dustin? One more? I'm sorry. We it's One more. Trade deadline stuff. Just this one more. Let's do stuff. it. We got to hit. Uh, We're Shaka. here for the
0: fans. Let's do it.
1: Right, damn it. Shaka in the, in the chat asking, should I trade away Gabe Davis, George Pickens, and Cole Komet, who, by the way, did not make it into the Two Truths and a Lie segment. I tried to fit him in. I, I couldn't do it. Trade away those three for Tyler Lockett and Deonta Foreman in full PPR. Dustin, what do you think here?
0: Um, I'm gonna say no. Only I'm because gonna... um Gabe Davis, he can have those really big boom weeks for you, which we've seen. Uh George Pickens, I do think he's gonna be more and more involved in this offense as this end of the season here progresses especially with claypool leaving and then we saw this week with Comet. um he finally got involved in that offense While i don't think we can rely on that every week um it is that was nice to see uh lockett has been doing locket things all season long i don't know why any of us ever doubted him um <laughs> because yep. he just keep doing what he's doing uh foreman has been a great story coming on after cmc left But I don't know how long term that actually is. Uh, I I want to believe, but I just I I I'm not all the way there with him yet. Um, so I think I think for upside, you know, that Davis Pickens um, has all the upside. That's fair, and and I agree with
1: you. By the way, George, uh, uh, George Pickens has actually been great, and he is kind of usurping Deontay Johnson at this point, and potentially the rest of the season for me. Uh, Dan Johnson's been a, a pretty big disappointment for those of us who drafted him. Cole Komet has been the tight end three over the last four weeks in points per game. Uh Now, a little context. Chaka does say I have Mark Andrews as another tight end, so you don't need Komet. And I understand that. So now we're really just talking about Gabe Davis and Pickens versus Lockett and Foreman. If you are comfortable with your running backs, I still side with Davis and Pickens over Lockett and Foreman. So... That's just a question you have to ask yourself. Do you actually feel confident in your running backs? If you don't, that's fine. You can upgrade to Foreman, uh, whatever that means. I mean, he's a, a fringe running back two every single week, and that's that's great. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Dustin, I'm going to do one more. Liam Backus in the chat just traded Deontay Foreman and Josh Palmer for Chris Godwin. I get Godwin W or Godwin L. What do you think of that trade, Dustin? You get Deontay Godwin Foreman, so again, W. Just
0: talking about it. Yeah, Godwin, yes, w. Godwin, Godwin W. he's he's Beautiful. returning to form. It. Um, yeah. It, it, I think we all expected him to come on slowly as the season started here, but you've really seen him the last couple of weeks really return to form and and being the Chris Godwin that we all know and love. So yeah, I think you won that one.
1: His targets have been amazing the last six weeks, seven weeks. He just hasn't matched up to the production quite as much Mm -hmm. as we'd hoped, and now he's starting to come around to that. So, yes, that's the Godwin W for me as well.
0: Yeah. All right. Let's do this. Let's get out of here. We did it. Uh, Big thanks to the chat this week with all the questions. That was a lot of fun. Um, I would love to do a whole show of just chat questions. Like that was great.
1: Come back next week.
0: That's right. Um, yeah, so big shout out to the chat. Thank you, uh, for any of you out there that are listening, just audio, uh, you can hear what you missed out on here, uh, joining us live every single week here on YouTube. Uh, we will answer any questions that come across the the chat here. Um, also hit us up if you have any questions outside of when we're broadcasting live here. We are here available for you at any time at drinking fantasy is where you can find us, uh, Either Jake or I will answer your questions there. You can find my co-host Jake at Jake Trowbridge on Twitter. And if you so choose, you can find me at FF Dusty Dog on Twitter. And until next week, folks, peace, love, and humptiness forever.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, FFers.